Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the Family EV Podcast. I am, as ever, John, your regular EV dad, and I am joined. Uh, joined, that's the best thing about it. It's not just me anymore. He's back. Uh, my regular co-host, Joe. How are you doing, Joe? Doing pretty good. I'm glad we uh, got those contract negotiations figured out. Yes, absolutely. Um, so uh, this is running late, uh, even for this week. And, uh, and the reason for that is Joe had two hours of band practice yesterday. So uh, if you want to find out what instrument he plays, uh, then uh, wait until the end of the podcast and we'll reveal that. In fact, you tell you what, hold on, we'll stop right now. Uh-huh. And you can go into the comments and, uh, and let us know what instrument you think he plays between you and Ian, I'll just, I'll just mute him out of this for a few seconds. I'm going with um, squeeze box with uh, an accordion. I mean, if he, if that's not a face that says Midwest polka dancing uh, band, I don't know what <laughs> does. Um, I swear to God, I have no idea. So if that is the answer, I'm going to be as surprised as you are. Um, so uh, it's been a couple of weeks since uh, since 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 uh, we did this. Um, anything uh, anything weird and wonderful in your world or uh, on the channel? Now, just looking forward to this uh, little bit of travel travel we have uh, upcoming soon. Yeah. So the next episode, which I can't tell you when it's going to come out because there'll be some editing involved in a funeral. No one on this channel is going to die. I hope someone else already did. Uh, I have to I'm speaking speaking about on uh, Sunday um will be uh uh i can't say when it will be but we'll but it'll be a one camera situation uh possibly two for being fancy but yes we're gonna see each other on friday and saturday uh of, of this week so uh we'll tell you more about that uh on the podcast because uh, we know what we're gonna do we just don't know what it's gonna look like or what else we're gonna do it's these are interesting times um so let me uh, let me get into uh, a bit of the uh, what's been going on in the world, which has piqued um, my interest. And uh, a quick um, quick travel thing, because this you, you may find this interesting. So I know John keeps harping on about his comedy career. If you don't like it, that's fine. Uh, British John now has badges. Um, I had badges made with my logo, which is kind of cool. Uh, and so I, I'm using this for a bit of merch until my new T-shirts arrive. And the reason I mention this is that I will be back in Austin on Monday, the 13th of December for another episode of the Kill Tony show. Uh, so right now, if you're driving with me in the ID4, or in fact, any vehicle whatsoever, um, then you will hear me uh, singing, practicing uh, Jimi Hendrix all along the watchtower because nothing says diversity like a fat English white guy singing Jimi Hendrix. Um, but it's a song I love and it's about jokers and thieves and kind of plays to my roots as a hacker and comedian. So uh, it is what it is. So that's happening on the 13th. The reason I mentioned that here on the EV channel is Joe, I've got a Tesla. Just for forty hours. Just forty hours. So it turns out that my, how weird is this world? My marketing uh, person. I don't know how what, that, what to call this. She's not my assistant. She's my, she's my part-time marketing generalist. Has a Model Three long range, which 
she and her husband, who reconditions diesel engines for a living, of all the delightful ironies in Texas, uh, has a Model 3, which she rents out on tour. And so I have rented her vehicle um, when I head out there. So I'm going to drive from uh, on, on Monday the 13th. I'll do the, it's about 100 and, it's about 160 miles to Austin uh, in a bit of a hurry because showtime's at eight and I need to get there before then and traffic can be, uh, traffic out of Houston can be crazy. And there are no HOV lanes for electric cars. So if you want to, if you live in the Houston area and have an interest in electric vehicles and you want to be my excuse for using the HOV lanes and you want to go to a show in Austin, tickets are going to be free. Yeah, you're welcome to drink as much from the green room as you as you want. And you will have to provide your own accommodation because that's too weird to be sharing with a stranger. I haven't done that since college. Uh, even Joe and I know each other and we're having separate rooms next week. Although, I, by the way, I, my reservation came through and my titanium status with Marriott finally did something useful for me uh, this year. And so, um, I'm sorry, you get a regular king room, but daddy got the penthouse. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's gonna be. Um, but I'm married, so I can't do anything too stupid in there. And my wife's not with me. But anyway, I'll just stumble around in the nude with my Oculus headset on. Um, so if you want to go to the Kill Tony show in Austin on the 13th as my guest, then uh, get in touch. Um, you have to provide your own accommodation. I am driving back very early the next morning. It will not be a late one. You are welcome to go to the after party. You are welcome to get as screwed up as you want. But the Tesla is leaving at 6 a.m. sharp back to uh, Houston because I have a board meeting. <laughs> I have a... I have a three, I have a two and a half day board and investor meeting on the Monday and Tuesday. So meet and flying in on Sunday all day, uh, having dinner with my team on Sunday night, later Sunday night. A board meeting and investor meeting all day Monday, drive to Austin, perform a comedy kick, and then drive back and do a whole second day and then um, company drinks for Christmas and take my boss out for dinner and all the usual stuff. So yeah, that's things. Uh, other EV news, a uh, bit of a road trip, which I didn't record because there was very little electricity use in it. But um, for Thanksgiving, uh, we went to Phoenix. We actually drove down in the um, Pacifica plug-in hybrid. Um, so obviously it was only an electric journey for the first 30, 29 miles. Um, and then it was uh, $5.00. Uh, a gallon gasoline here in California, 455 was as good as it ever got at Costco. Um, 350 odd in uh, in Arizona. Um, but we stayed at the, uh, again, Marriott came through. I burned some points. Me and the wife had a ninth anniversary breakaway. Father-in-law stayed with his sister. So we got a bit of a break. And uh, we stayed at the Camelback Inn, the JW Marriott Camelback Inn, which is just a beautiful property. And uh, the EV connection is they do have six on-site Tesla destination chargers, which is not bad for a property of that size. Did I take my Tesla tap with me? No, because, uh, because the car was going to be rented out on Turo, and so I had to leave it in there because... 
I took the level one charger out of my car a long time ago and just have the level two Tesla charger, which needs a Tesla tap in order to be able to use. That's me and that's on me. Um, however, I um, it didn't make that much difference because I could, there was actually 110 sockets, proper outdoor specification um, uh, chargers there. And so I did actually charge the car up each night because, you know, just like every, any other night, even when I'm on vacation, I tend to sleep for up to eight hours. And so the car would actually charge up overnight. It takes 12 hours to charge that. 21, and I can't remember what the capacity of the thing is, but anyway, it's, uh, it takes 12 hours to charge it from zero off a of level one. But that's all it needs. That's all it needs to do. And it's, it meant we, you know, we did a little bit less damage to the planet than normal. Um. But yes, that happened, and I also, and I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll come back to this at some point in the future. We still recovering from the trip, and the fact that my sales director is asking me to do meetings at six a.m. this week for some ungodly reason. Um, we, uh, we stopped at Kettleman on the way back, um, and I saw the second Tesla charging. Um, system that they have set up there. So I have questions, but I'm not going to ask them right now because I need to do some Googling and, and I'll probably tweet something on uh, regular EV debt. Um, so um, stand back for that. All right. Should we get into the news, Joe? See what's been going on in the world? We should. I, I was just going to throw my uh, my Thanksgiving plans in. I, I had a Big five mile journey to my parents, and since gas is over four bucks a gallon here, I figured better take the ID four for that one. <laughs> Only makes sense. Only makes sense. Um, I should just also point out that I have, and, and if you haven't, and again, I don't care about your politics. Well, I don't care about you, but I don't care about your politics. I did just get my um, third, my booster shot um, this afternoon, so that's why it's getting dark here because I was out doing that, and so um, I can now say. The household is almost fully vaccinated with my, if I know, our household is fully vaccinated now. Uh, my father-in-law's had three, my wife has had her three, and my daughter has had her two. She had her second shot yesterday. So we are doing our part to protect you. Not to protect us, but to protect you. We've made us, uh, we've done everything that we can, um, and that's all we can hope for. All right. Um, enough lecturing from me. I think we, that probably cost us like three subscribers, Joe. <laughs> um, the, um, Joe, are you familiar with Lancia? I know of them. And I know they're a good rally company. I don't know what else they do these days, oh, though. Let me, let me tell you, Joe. I am a child of the 80s and 90s. And the World Rally Cross was all about Audi Quattros, Subaru Impreza, WRXs, and the Lancias. And the Lancias were the pretty ones. Um, it has to be said. Let me just put that to do not disturb mode. So I am absolutely thrilled. I know we're not sharing pictures anymore, but go Google it. This is your pornography homework. The, a Lancia Delta EV will be entered in the 2022 World Rallycross. This, this gives me the tingle, Joe. 
it gives me the oh, I, I'm a bit of I'm having bad thoughts. You're googling it already, aren't you? Yeah, you but unfortunately, as as we know, all these great EVs are uh, locked up in Europe for some unforeseen reason. It's probably just an Emmy. Yeah, it's probably an Emmy. It's probably an Audi. It's probably a Audi. It's probably a V. It's probably an ID four in drag anyway. But whatever. Um. Oh, Lancias are amazing. I got to see them uh, in, in, in the, the national rallies in, in, in the UK going through Grisdale Forest. And oh, they were just them and the Audi Quattro. Oh, those, those were fun days. So, anyway, go, go, go. You'll, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's filth. That's what it is. It's filth. Um, you know, it wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't. Um, <laughs> Talk about Chevy Bolts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of take. I'm thinking of buying one and taking up smoking, just so I can, um, just so I have a convenient combustible outside. Uh, they continue to explode. They continue it, to. Um, just isn't, isn't it interesting that uh, Congress is so concerned with making a $12,500 EV credit, and the only car that can qualify for this credit at this time uh, cannot be sold to the public. Is one that <laughs> isn't being sold and is not being manufactured currently because they've shut down production for the rest of the year. Yeah. Um... <laughs> this, is, this is where... You know what, Joe? Screw it. I'm fed up. Politics is politics is life. Life is politics. Obviously, the Build Back Better plan still has to go through Congress, and there'll be amendments and changes to it during that process. But and, and you should know this, and by, by listeners, both of you should know this as well. Um, I'm, I'm upper middle class. No two ways about it. I make good money. I have stock options. I have, I live in a million dollar and odd value house here in California. Just let's just be clear who I am. I am uh, the embodiment of white privilege. Okay. Hi, pleased to meet you. Um, and, and just also bear in mind, I have no college degree. I was expelled from high school twice. Okay. Uh, I, but, but, but for the grace of God, go I. Um, and I have accomplished this through hard work. But I have also been a union member. Yeah. I, back in 2000 and... Long time ago, my friend. Back in 2002, after the dot-com boom, um, I left Computer Associates, as, as was then, and I was in the process of starting my own business, but it was taking a while and the economy wasn't brilliant, and so I got a job working for TriStar Cars uh, out of Heathrow, who provided the uh, chauffeur service for Virgin Atlantic. And the irony of this is, the dichotomy of this one, Joe, is that I went from being one of Virgin's top 50 customers by revenue, I used to commute to New York on an almost weekly basis in business class, into what we would call first class here in America, on the nice life flat seats. 
there was one week when I took so many flights, I actually got a phone call from their operations director to check that I was okay. Um, because I had done a, I can't remember exactly what it was. I'd done something really crazy. I'd started off the week. I'd gone to South Africa. Won't be doing that for a while. <laughs> come back, flown to New York, done something there, and then finished the week. And then I then flew not with Virgin but with a local airline down to Florida. Did something there, and I was flying back from. I don't know, Orlando or Tampa or somewhere into Gatwick. And when I landed, their operations director called me and asked if I was okay. And, um, and, anyway, so crazy thing is, I went from doing that to them being one of their drivers while I built my own business because I could work early, I could pay my rent. And I joined the GMB union. And they looked out for me when, because, you know, when you're running a business with a lot of working class people with working class problems, which by the way, are called not having enough money, too many bills, and quite often access to alcohol and, and kids. And by kids, I mean, kids get in the way of, 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 of moving your own career forward. Uh, that's just the way the world is, I'm afraid. Being a member of the union was great because if a manager was having a bad day and decided to give me a kicking or a bad shift or a crappy journey or a weird pickup somewhere in the middle of Gloucester at three o'clock in the morning, they had my back. And unions did more for the middle class of the United States than anything else in a post-world, post-war post-World War II environment. The reason we talk about, uh, hey, Joe, quick question for you. You're more American than I am. Your employer, you get benefits, you get healthcare through your employer? I do. Yeah, unions, okay? Because in two, for two reasons, because the taxes were much higher at that point, but um, benefits weren't taxed at the same rate, so it was more economical to do that, but it was then unions creating mandates as large, you know, with large employers that made it the normal. Is it normal anywhere else in the world? No, but you can thank unions for that. I don't like this tax credit being linked to union jobs. It troubles me. And, and here's the reasons why. Right now, we're going through what we call the mass resignation. People are changing jobs more now than ever before. Like seriously, like 2% of the population is changing jobs and demanding better working conditions, better hours, better money, better whatever. And hi, pleased to meet you. I'm one of them. I don't have union representation. Don't need it for what I do. It doesn't exist what I do because I work in startups. But... Right now, people have got more choice and more power than they've had ever before, and they are using it. And it is causing disruption, especially in, in you know, the supply chain issue is part of this. But linking the EV tax credit to cars being manufactured by a union workforce, I, I have to say, Joe, I find it, it's just a step too far. Because 
it, it makes sense to me to encourage batteries to be made here. That really does. That part of it, I'm 100% on board with because, you know, outside of Tesla, we don't, you know, the other big manufacturers, big battery manufacturers haven't really set up shop here. You know, that is a fairly long supply chain. Those batteries are coming from all over the world. And we're going to talk about Volkswagen in a few minutes. You know, they're having their own supply chain issues. And that's affecting the ID4. Uh, but I'm just not sure that it actually is a good return on investment. As a taxpayer, paying for a job to be made in a union shop, I don't think that's the best use of that money. I think making EVs more affordable is better for people. You know, here we are with $5 gas. How much is gas where you are, Joe? Uh, just over four, or it depends where you are, but around four, yeah. You know, EVs have a great role to play right now in helping a family's budget. But by the way, we're talking, you know, this is where the money, you know, it, I'm the one that pays a lot of tax. Um, and I would rather that money go to, you know, to the social good in the form of lowering the cost of EVs. And then the long-term benefits are that we already get, that Joe and I already get. You know, Joe, when I, when, you know, are you expect, you know, I paid, my car had its first full service uh, the other day. And it was, uh, I mean, I included it in the package. I think it was, what, $65 for three years, 60,000 miles. But the amount of work that needed doing on the car was was minimal. They literally just checked the brake, brakes and fluid levels. It was, it was, it was done in 40 minutes. Um, I don't think we're expecting long-term massive service bills on these vehicles because there's not that many moving parts in them, you know, other than the wheels, and then the, which is, you know, but I, I just, I think it's misguided social policy. I, I really do. And I say this for two reasons. Tesla employees aren't unionized, but they're wealthy. Tesla pays them enough money to make unionization not worth it financially. There are good reasons to be part of a union, protection of employees, and they've had any number of chemical spills and yada, yada, yada at the plant. But OSHA also has a role to play in that, and the local county's safety offices. I don't think moving to Texas is going to change that much anyway. And unions, unions can only affect corporate relations culture so much. But they're wealthy. They're living around here. My dog sitter is now working for Tesla and is no longer my dog sitter because of it. Because she would lose money by being my dog sitter. I have lost out to Tesla. Thankfully, there are other people that are actually even nicer to my dogs. But anyway, um, and they come here and drive my ID4. So somehow I'm winning them back with a benefits package. Go, with, go figure it. If I go out of town, I leave the car and they're happy because I don't have to fill it with gas. And I recharge and I fill the car with my solar panels. So, you know, it's kind of, it works. I, I, I just, uh, I know it was a rant and a half and I apologize. We should be doing this to make EVs more affordable. We should be using this money to make secondhand EVs affordable for people that are only making X thousand dollars a year. I think that's a better use of the money than promoting union shops. Because like you said, Joe, only one qualifies and that's the Chevy Bolt. The Ford Mustangs made in Mexico. 
Uh, and yep. Tesla's not a union shop. And Volkswagen isn't a union. Well, Volkswagen is a union shop, but they're not making cars that would qualify at this point, you know. I don't think actually, I think their operations in, in America are not union. I think they're a Correct. hybrid system. So they have rep, they have employee representation through the German system, but not full um, unionization. It, it's a tricky one. I, I'm which which that's, that's my opinion. You know, if they, if, uh, if they, I feel Volkswagen, if they're going to give a credit to someone, give a cre little extra credit to Volkswagen for building a factory here in the U.S., or to Kia, who said they're going to build EVs in Alabama, you know. Rivian is making them, you know, in, in, yeah, in Illinois. Yeah, right here. Size. Lucid down, you know, in, in, in Arizona, in South, South, South California. I, I just, it just, it, it just, it's, it's like just going a little bit too far. It's a, it's a snub. It's an, I don't know, it's a bit and thumb. Should we move off that rant? Sounds good. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see if I can put a timestamp in so people can just isolate John's rent of the day. Um, you just mentioned Rivian. So I thought this was interesting. Doug DeMuro rated the Rivian R1T truck with the highest ever pickup score. And it, it's an interesting video. It's worth watching if you've not seen it. Uh, I'm talking more to the, you know, to our listener as opposed to, to, to you, Joe. But like you said, a very capable. Yeah, it's not a long bed truck. But most people don't use long beds, don't use the long bed of their truck. It fulfills everything that most people do do, want to do, and should do. And it does it at a very at a, at a decent price given the level of luxury in the vehicle. I just thought, you know, it comes back to what we said. I think it was on episode 11 or 12. This is the new normal. This is how vehicles should be. I had a guy in a Ford, in a Ford Focus RX, sorry, RS, at the lights today as I was going out to get my booster shot. And he's revving the engine and he's rocking it forward and he's coming over. I'm there in my boring fat person blue SUV. So I made sure the car was in sports mode and I floored it and then I cut him up. And he was pissed. There's nothing he could do about it because I boxed him out using a VTA bus. This is normal. Electric outperforms. It, it's just, it outperforms. And I, I think, you know, in fact, I'll come to it now. It's becoming normal in my household. Joe, get this. Mrs. Regular EV, EV who is not a regular EV person. She doesn't care. Seriously doesn't care. Um, she didn't like the BMW i3 because it was weird. I believe the exact phrase she used to describe it was a stormtrooper's jockstrap. <laughs> um, and and she wasn't that far away on the design principles. Um, I'm glad we're past that trend in the world of EVs. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I love the i3. If you'd given me a 250 mile i3, I would have, I'd, I'd bite your hand off for it. I really would. When I saw that the Lion battery people made a prototype, I wanted it. I really did. Um, problem is, when you get to that size and range, you need faster charging than 50 kilowatt. But anyway, let's not open that particular Pandora's box. No, I love the, um, the, the i3. I love the little Fiat 500e. Um, um, my wife despised it. Here's the crazy thing, Joe. 
and a car's not moved from its spot in two and a half weeks. She's not falling in love with the ID4, but it's there and it's convenient and she doesn't have to put gas in it. I yep. she doesn't have to put gas in it because she's not a fan of the gas retail experience or the cost of it. Right now we have a dog that's not very well, which forces her to drive. Okay, Google, how far from home to San Ramon? I couldn't verify your voice. So I can't answer queries using your home address. Oh, did I say Google stop? <laughs> so my wife is having to drive 160 miles a day right now. 40 miles there, 40 miles back. It's a bit more than that because that's in a straight line. Um, and she's having to do that twice a day for this dog's treatment. And you know what? She likes the EV. It's comfortable. It can use the HOV lane, which is critically important around here <laughs> because she's going during rush hour both times um, there and back and um yeah she's uh you know she likes it so we will we will see how this goes my plan is i don't have to worry about her listening to this she won't um she's not that big a fan of me or the podcast joe i think she likes you more than she likes me but anyway, uh, my plan is I'm going to see over the next couple of weeks if she is minded to get rid of, sell the Volvo XC60 while the values are, are, are excessively high. Get rid of our Unicorn XC60. So our Unicorn XC60 had an engine issue. I bought it knowing that there was a recall. This is one of these weird things. I bought a car knowing there was a recall notice on it. Uh, and didn't say anything about it at the time because I the, the, I knew that the recall notice had it was like ten months or whatever on it, and so when the car got to um, fifty odd thousand miles, it went in for a full engine and transmission replacement. <laughs> they charged me for the bushings. I'm like, fair deal. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> but now that car's up to 90,000 miles and being a European car of its vintage it's just filling up with electrical gremlins um, my, uh, I'm hoping she'll let me sell it and then um, you know the ID4 might become her regular vehicle until you know until the um, until the Ford F-150 arrives here and becomes my vehicle or whatever. Because one thing about it is my wife is, you know, we've never used her Volvo for a road trip. So we've owned it for five years because we've had it, well, a bit more than five years because we've actually got it six months before the kiddo arrived. And um, she's never taken it further than Napa, Sacramento, or any further south than, well, I don't know, Paso Robles, maybe, which all of those things are within the range of an ID4. Um, so as ne my next trick is to, um, tonight, I will not charge the vehicle up. I probably will have to. My plan is to get her to try fast charging tomorrow, and then we'll just ease her into a, I'm going to call it the normal glide scope. Um, are you going to do phone calls? Oh, just go to the fast charger and do your calls. Yeah, charge up. To be fair, I plugged in at 30% and I left at 
I don't know. I did 24 kilowatts in 16 minutes today. Um, took it from 50 to 150 odd miles with a kid in the back while I was doing a phone call. It, you know, because, you know, why not use that free juice? So we will see. Um, talking about the ID4, um, they've had a few issues with them, Joe. It's It's been, um, the, the well, not issue, issues is the wrong word, uh, they, but they're a little behind on production and distribution. Yeah, uh, looks like they're only sending or only producing about 300 a week for the states. And uh, there's about a 15,000 order backlog. Um, I guess to anyone out there that is in line, I would advise search for your local dealers. It's very likely that somebody had canceled their order and you might be able to get one today. Yeah, I'm just looking at the the, 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 the announcement now. So um, they stopped, they only produce these currently. So the ones we get come from Germany. Um, we don't get the Chinese ones because um, remember they build them in two plants in China. Um, so ours come from um, uh, Wicau um, and they've stopped production the week of the November 15th because of uh, chip shortages. Now this is expected to cost them a production loss of 5,000 MEB EVs. Now that's a mixture of ID4s and ID3s. And I'm not sure if that affects the Audis and the Seats and the uh, Skodas, because I, I think they build them on separate lines, but you know, I don't think this is, but anyway, what, however it's going out. Something tells me the uh, the chips they do have, they'll make sure they make those into an Audi. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Now the, um, so what they've said is that they're gonna, if, if your, your car's delayed, you will receive a 22 year model at the same price, because they do change their prices every year. They do go up a little bit. Uh, they're talking about a mild adjustment uh, to it, um, although they've not been specific about that. What's interesting is they're also saying that one of the enhancements is going to be extended range. Now, now, there's two ways. Extend the range of an EV vehicle, Joe. I don't know if you're familiar with this. You can do one of two things. You can either put a bigger battery in it. Now, given that Volkswagen are a massive manufacturer working to a standardized platform with a single large battery version for the US and Europe of 82 kilowatts, 72, 77 kilowatts usable. It's probably not that. The other way you would do it, Joe, and I don't know if you're familiar with this concept, Joe, called a software update. There's a third way, actually, that I, they could potentially game they could play, too. Porsche didn't make any changes to their software or battery in the in the Taycan, but they increased the range just because they had a buffer between what they had first listed as their range and what the EPA cycle was. Okay, fair enough, Joe. But to to release that extra capacity, and that has been rumored that they would make more 
they would reduce the size of the buffer. To do that, Joe, you would still have to do a software update for the uh, that, to unlock. That's right, and they, they said they will send that update in uh, March of 2021. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, bought my car in April. It's now December the 1st. Herr Dice said that they were issuing software updates every 12 weeks. This has class action lawsuit written all over it's just it. It's an absolute friggin' joke <laughs> at this point. It's just an absolute joke. Uh, and I, I write jokes for a living. I'm very good at it. I've got two shows, I've got three shows in December. Being paid for one of them, well, I've been paid for all of them, but one of them's in kind. The other one in money, and the other one as a percentage of the of the gate. I actually have a door deal, so I'm good at this joke telling thing. This isn't funny anymore. I'm being quiet, Joe, because I'm thinking: Is this the moment? Yeah, it is actually. So um, I'm done. I'm absolutely done. It is a safety issue for me, Joe. It is a safety issue in the fact that I have no control over the volume in the car. I cannot raise or lower it. It freezes out on me every single time. That is the number one issue for me, is that I do not have control of the volume of the, of the stereo in the car, other than to turn it off or on. And frankly, that is unacceptable. It is not 1945. So for me, the issue I've been running into is I'll turn on my car and uh, turn on the heated seat and heated steering wheel to full blast since it's 20 degrees in Chicagoland. And then I can't get back into the climate menu. And so now I've gotten in the habit of just not using the heated seat or heated steering wheel knowing there's a good chance I won't be able to turn it off. Yep. And then I'll burn. Yeah. So, um, so when I uh, put the announcement out on um, for this episode on Twitter, I will also be putting a notice about this episode on the ID4 owners group um, on Reddit and on the um, ID4 um, forum, uh, VW um, ID forum, and um, I'm I'm calling for a lawsuit against Volkswagen, a class action lawsuit, because, because I think it's a fantastically well-engineered vehicle, but I think it is lacking in some critical functionality. And I am done with being treated like a moron. Uh, they had, the uh, Europeans have had this have had an update that fixed a good many of these issues. Um, where is he? ID4. As you mentioned, Ford already got their update out that has uh, improved multiple, their charging curve. Multiple updates. That's on a charging curve, and that's a nice to have. That's a nice to have. Free of charge, too, may I add. Of course, there's been rumors that Volkswagen wants to charge for some of these things. Yeah, they do. They, they, four months now. So that's another 12 weeks and change. 
since they made this available in Europe. Um, and I'm basing that off seeing the um, update from um, ID Furcar. Um, I know others have had it as well, but he's just the easy one for me to find. Um, yeah, I'm, that, that's it. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm paying a lot of money for this vehicle. And um, I, I, I really do want the ID bus when it comes out. I really do. But I'm, I'm not willing to compromise the, the safety. It's just ridiculous. So uh, that's um, where I think on the ID bus, I'm going to be first in line for the Ford version of that product for that reason alone, too. Because I know that, you know, I know we talked about on previous podcasts, uh, Ford will be rebranding the ID bus as a transit connect of some sort kind of thing. Yeah, I'm not willing to go that far, but I'm, um, you know, all the other the other manufacturers are ramping up their game. I, um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm done. Bit of a downer. So, um, and I'm just, I'm just looking at the running list. Um, I'm afraid all the rest of the news uh, is 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 a bit of a downer. So anyway, I will, I will do that, and I'm calling for a class action lawsuit. Um, I, I appreciate everything that Volkswagen did when I had my issue with the battery, which, by the way, never got fully resolved. And the, the, the feed, you know, they sent, they went to great lengths to get somebody out, but then there's been no feedback. There's been no diagnosis. There's been nothing on it. The car's fine, which is fine. That's you know, it, it's not misbehaved or done anything similar ever again. But um, yeah, this is just—it's gone on too far now, and it, it's a safety issue. And I'm—I'm I'm, spending a lot of money. Uh, my wife's driving it more. She has a kid in the car more often. It's been an issue for her. It's just so glitchy, you know. Android getting Android Auto Auto to work consistently—it's it's, just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's ridiculous. It's a safety issue. Um, Lucid, uh, and so it's not. This doesn't affect Lucid directly. Tom Malogi of the State of Charge did a. Uh, I don't know if you've seen these ones. He charges from 0 to 100% at a um, fast charger, DC fast charger. It's typically electrified by America purely because they have the, you know, the most powerful units uh, easily available. And the uh, YouTube, so he actually had to turn comments off and but block people because they used it to say that Lucid was cheating because it's 110, whatever, 111 kilowatt battery, but it would took 127. And the DC fast charging is meant to be lossless. Just this, uh, I, I've rented enough today, but thank God, people, it's physics. It's not religion. It's just physics. The Tesla vehicle reports how much energy has gone into it after losses. That's all. Whereas Electrify America reports on how much energy has passed through the damn thing before it gets to the battery. You know, Bjorn studies this stuff in, in, in infinitesimal detail. Where do these fanboys get a life? I'm a fanboy of all sorts of things, but it's not at this level of passion. I'm not ready to go to war. I'm not willing to die on a hill for many of these things. I would say principles are bloody expensive. Um... Listen to the Inside EV podcast from the last episode, if you if you wish. Uh, and Todd explain Tom Tom explains the situation, but this is just lunacy. It really is. Uh, we mentioned this before, and uh, so this will be our happy note. Um, and let me let me just bring up the numbers because I, I normally I won't do this, but I, I have the, the notes. Let's talk about the um, the 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 Ford. Um, update because it is interesting one of the issues with um road tripping 
the Ford Mark E is that once you hit 80% state of charge, it would actually turn your DC fast charger into a level two charger. Uh, it would charge at, I think it was nine kilowatts, yep. um, which is a... Um, Slower than a Tesla destination charger. <laughs> it's a little on the slow side, just a little bit. I'm trying to find the, the, the numbers. Here we go. Um, I guess that's one way to not get charged idle fees. Well, <laughs> now what they've done, and so they have done, they've changed the charging curve. So the Ford charging curve is not regular. Um, actually, it would drop down to 11 to 12 kilowatts, so a little bit more than that. But it was a cliff. At 80%, it would drop. Now, what's um, interesting is it will now push um, at 80%, it will still push 45 kilowatts and um, and it will keep going. It then drops down to, uh, it keeps it at 40, just north of 40 kilowatts between 80 and 90 um, before um, dropping off. The other thing they've done is they've um, added preconditioning um, so which would be great, especially in the winter weather or those colder climates. So this is um, the only downside to all of this, though, is that the update is not truly available OTA. OTA, you have to go to dealers to get it um, installed, which um, I'm sure that's just because they haven't actually updated the software across the entire subframe yet to allow um, full OTA updates. But, um, you know, it's good to see them doing this. We'll see what where, 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 where they go with this because, you know, theirs is a time-based charging system and then a hard fixed charging curve, but um, they are talking about being more adaptive. Indeed, uh, Lucid is saying the same thing. So we will see. Not been a great week for all the OEMs, but um, we will see. You know, Joe, I think when we started this, I said this would just be a quick and easy 30, 40 minute because we'd see each other next week. But um, I have a sneaking suspicion. I can't see the clock because I had to pause the video in the middle when something happened. But uh, Well, judging by the uh, missus calling me uh, like four different times that uh, dinner is was warm. Now it's uh, then it went lukewarm. Now it's cold. Now it's I think in the garbage. So you know it's a good <laughs> podcast when you're cited in divorce proceedings. Um, I can hear a child screaming at the other end. I need to I need to cook for mine and feed her. But um, Joe, can't believe I'm going to say this, but um, I'll see you in person. I'll meet you in person in two days' time. I will, uh, I will be bringing, uh, I've got the GoPros, I've got the cameras, I've got the microphone, I've got a handful of um, regular EV Dad stickers, which we will not put on any Electrify America charging infrastructure whatsoever, um, but I'm not saying I won't stick them on every single YouTube influencer's um, MacBook Pro. Um, and I'll see you in a couple of days, my friend. Yep, I have the GoPro and I, I dug up some portable chargers. Those would be useful. And uh, same, I look forward to meeting you. And to everybody else, if you have been, thank you for listening. Thanks for watching. Please subscribe, recommend this to your friends. Um, unless, of course, they're Tesla fanboys um, or, um, you know, they're not going to like this anyway. Do them a favor. And uh, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you on the next one.